Self-Care Game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. Hey y'all! What's up, gang? It's been so long. It's been a minute, and you know we sorry, <laughs> but we had to take a little break. And I feel like since it was like the end of the year, beginning of the year, and then my birthday, I mean, why not? I mean, it's nothing to really apologize for. This is the start mm-hmm. of the season. It's not like we went like a whole month between the next episode. So you're right. So Desiree basically said we don't need to apologize to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we can't apologize for self care. Yeah, that's basically what we're on self care break. <laughs> so how has everything? Oh, we forgot. Okay, so it's your girl Devin, um, also known as Simp from Devin, also known as Kelly Rowland. Oh. She just had her um, second child. Okay, okay. Um, it's your girl Des, also known as It's Desi Cakes, aka Jordan Woods and her Busted Challenge. Oh, that thing was jumping, jumping, <laughs> jumping! Was... Jump I said, "Ooh, <laughs> she broke the internet with that." Yes, I was like, "Wow!" And then Chloe. Mm-hmm. Chloe's like, she look, world, I am grown. Girl, they separated them Instagrams, and she been showing out. She been sitting on content. I feel like she's gonna go. Um, she's probably gonna do a solo project too. I think both of them probably gonna do solo projects. Mm-hmm. My friend was telling me that because um, you know they go live a lot. Uh, somebody had asked them a while back, like um, if either of them would go solo. And uh, is it Haley or Holly? Mm-hmm. She was like encouraging. She was like, "Yeah, I've been telling her like I want her to go solo. Like, um, like Aww. she y'all need to hear like her real talent and everything." And I was just like, "Oh, Chloe got some Beyonce in her. Mm-hmm. Like she definitely got she some did. superstar in her. Like for real." But anyways, how as has things been? I feel like we haven't really seen each other. I mean, we saw each other for New Year's and then my birthday. Mm-hmm. But we not saw as each other much. on Sunday. Last Sunday. Oh yeah, last Sunday. But still, I feel like it'd be more when we be, we see each other more often when we record. Yeah, I mean we see each other every week when we record, so that's true. Um. Okay. So let me think. So are we going all the way back to like last season? Yeah. Just update the. Ooh. Okay. Game. So I went and visited my family in Michigan. I was really nervous because of you know COVID mm-hmm. and flying and everything. Um, but that was good. I don't regret going at all. Like, I understand that there are these precautions and everything, and I do take them serious. But at the same time, like, when you already don't live around your family, like, I can't just mm-hmm. go drive to visit them. Yeah. So, um, I already only see them a few times a year, so I couldn't go any longer without seeing mm-hmm. them. So, that was really good. Um, kind of fixed some family issues while I was there. So, that was great. Um... I thought I had COVID for a second because I had oh, lost yeah. my sense of smell. <laughs> Y'all, she had COVID. No, I didn't. No, the <laughs> test came back negative. But, you know, you can lose your sense of smell because you got, like, sinus issues or um, just the common cold. So, yeah, yeah it was. In, mm, it, I don't know, friend. <laughs> I don't think I had it because if I had it, it would have just been for just a couple days. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
And my allergies was acting up right before it. It was. So I don't think I had it. And plus what everybody else is saying they went through with it. Yeah, you would know. I feel like if you lost your sense of smell because of COVID, I feel like you would know. Yeah. Like they said, it's like a distinctive like feeling. Yeah. And I was like tired a few days before, but it was, it wasn't like a abnormal tired. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, my anxiety meds make me tired anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was more so like that than, um, and probably with me returning back to work and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So what else happened? Um, uh, oh, I got a dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bentley. You know, Winston. I know his first name is Winston. I'm gonna call him Bentley. That's so, what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> so I got a Yorkie. It was kind of like I've been wanting a dog for a long time. And if y'all follow me on Instagram and watch my story, y'all know I'll be watching Mocha, which is Devin's dog, and mm-hmm. I love her dog. So I've been wanting a dog for like a year. Probably even longer than that. And um I couldn't adopt because I was in an apartment mm-hmm. and a lot of girl, they are strict with adopting dogs to apartments. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so do you do you want me to save the world or no? Because exactly. like they I don't. don't like I feel like adopting is so common now, they can be a little strict with the guidelines. But still, like, I mean, if if it's going to a loving home, like why not? Like I mean, you know, a dog probably just do better in a house. Well, I don't see why it would matter for a small dog, but bigger dogs right. I can see why they like no. I think it's it seemed like they should have like a um breed requirement or size requirement if a dog goes to an apartment yeah. or a house they just rather didn't than wanna, just spending it all together. So they didn't they don't give dogs six months or younger to apartments. So and I wanted a puppy. Like I didn't want one of them dogs mm. that I already done been abused and mm. I mean no shade, but I'm just saying like it's kinda hard to you get You have a lot of responsibilities. Like if you take on something like that, you gotta make sure your plate is clear. Right. And you have to be like you know, like it's kind of what we gonna get into this episode with their attachment. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I got a Yorkie. His name is Winston. Bentley. His middle name is Bentley because I couldn't decide if I wanted his first name Winston or Bentley. Um, but yeah, he's the light of my life, and he's like, he's bad. He is bad, and he's spoiled, but he's so freaking cute. He is cute. He be tilting his head all the time. Mm-hmm. Girl, every time I'm on FaceTime and somebody say hi to him, he look into his head like, what is going on? Like, Mm-mm. where is this voice coming from? <laughs> that's funny. That's good. So, anything else going on? Um, that's pretty much it. What about you? Um, I've been working. Working. Well, I didn't go home for Christmas. I have a lot of my family, they're like older and they, a lot of them have pre-existing health conditions. So I just mm-hmm. don't even want to take the risk personally. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. I yeah. just wouldn't be able to live with it. Yeah, so, I only saw my immediate family. Like I didn't see my grandma. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's still mad about that, but I only saw like and my grandma my mom is and like my, my immediate family because you know I grew up in. And it was a, I, my first, probably like six to seven years Mm -hmm. i stayed with my in the same house as my grandma so my granny is like my immediate um family so i i have to see if i go down there i have to see them so it's just like i may not go unfortunately until after i get the if i get the vaccine i don't know but i but i did have a good christmas i spent it with friends um had like a friend's friendsmas 
And then New Year's, spent it with friends too. And then my birthday was right after that, January 5th. And then we went out that Sunday and had a ball. Oh my goodness. We had so much that fun. That night goes down in history. It does go down in history. We had so much fun. It was so unexpected. And then... um for my birthday, I went to Miami, and I know, I know, I know. But I got tested <laughs> twice afterwards. Did not get, like, me and my friend here, we were very precautious when we were down there. And honestly, Miami had really good, like, guidelines as far as, like, social distancing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they had a curfew where you had to be in by 12. So. And that's just unbelievable for Miami. I know. So, they were, act- it wasn't actually that, you know how you look at the clubs and people be in it. Now, if you go to Fort Lauderdale... They was in the clubs, like, packed, and mm-hmm. I can't do it. But anyways. When, um, these, when these restrictions are, when whenever COVID is over, we have to give you a real Miami experience. I know. I really do. I feel that, too. Cause that was, Honestly, because right now, just based on that, and just being in the environment of Miami, I like Vegas better. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I feel like I'm a Vegas girl. I've gone to Vegas, like, five or six times yeah i usually go to vegas at least once mm, a year me too Ooh, hopefully and new orleans i miss year. new orleans so much i'm going to new orleans once but i need to go again what that's my favorite city and my favorite food really mm-hmm. mm, okay so um after that though i just been i came back i took some time off i remember i texted you i was like i just i have not been productive and then you was like Devin, maybe you're just resting and I was like, you know what? You're right, friend. Let me just rest. So I took some time to rest. <laughs> and then after that, like, I've been working, like, on my practice. And we got some stuff for self-care game coming up for y'all. Um, and just a lot of different stuff. Yeah. I got my birthday. My actual birthday was great, too. I went to the spa. All that. Mm-hmm. cheesing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, okay, anything else you want to share or add? Yes, um, so this episode, well, our episodes going forward are sponsored by The Dojo by Media Sensei here in Dallas, Texas. Um, they're like, um, they call themselves Hollywood in Texas. <laughs> and it's because they have like, it's a, it's a space where they have like photography um, they can meet your regular photography needs or like if you have product that needs um, photography, like if you're selling a product, um, it's an area for podcasts, all that. They have everything that the black creative needs in this one space and they have memberships and you can look it up online. And if you're interested, um, you can sign up for it. And if you mention self-care game, they may give you a little something, something off. Yes, we love a sponsor. And, um, oh, you know what I forgot to mention? Mm-hmm. I found a therapist. Oh, yeah, girl. A black woman therapist that I love. Like, it's been a long time coming. I've been bouncing around. I had me a Hispanic uh, therapist, an Asian therapist. I had a black... Definitely had- <laughs> out here playing with these therapists, y'all. I was just out here trying to get help. And, um... I was like, girl, yeah. if you don't get no black therapist and stop playing. Yep, I got one now. Love her. We're doing, we've already had um, three sessions and mm-hmm. I love it already. So, yeah, you know, if y'all are on a search, just, just continue because there's hope out there. Yeah, we're actually seeing the same therapist now because <laughs> she specialized, um, we specialize in 
she specializes in EMDR and brain spotting. And mm-hmm. I've already went through the talk therapy part, honey. I need to get some extra stuff. Yeah. So, I see her now, too. She's pretty bomb. <clears throat> yeah, people were asking me um, online if I was going to, like, share her information. And she has a wait list right now. So, it's kind of, like, defeats the purpose a little bit because, um, yeah, like, if you got to go and wait, you might as well try other people out in the meantime. But, um, yeah, so I'm super excited for that journey, and um, we've already done some brain spotting, which is, like, if you don't know what EMDR and brain spotting is, you can um, look it up on Google to get, like, an in-depth detail for it, Mm -hmm. but it's basically, like, a way of, with brain spotting, it's, like, a way of um, evaluating your body's natural responses to certain um, events, and um being able to process it through those responses and like um just like kind of going into like a portal of of your life based on because like your body always remembers stuff even if you don't Mm -hmm. so it's basically being able to try to hold on to what the body is experiencing and process it so we've already did it like on our second session which was like unexpected like it was just the topic we were talking about, but yeah, yeah it felt we did good. Too. She went right in. <laughs> she was just like, girl, you had enough talk therapy. So we've been doing it. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm. I've been dreaming a lot. Me too. I like, like, oh my gosh, my dream. Like, so before all of this, I would I dream, dream, but I wouldn't remember it. No, I don't dream. You, well, people, yeah, people say that you dream, you just don't remember it. So, I, I felt the same way. Like, I don't dream. Like, it's probably once every couple months that I remember a dream. Mm-hmm. And now, since I started the brain spotting thing, like, I've been dreaming at least every other night. And, like, remembering it. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I've been remembering it, too. I've been having crazy dreams. Crazy dreams. Mm-hmm. I had one last I, this morning when I woke up. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" But I mean, I I'm not mad at it because like I feel like it's kind of opening up for me to be able to dream better, to like be more imaginative and creative, mm-hmm. and to um, be able to meditate better with that imagination and creativity. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we can get on to the media segment. I made that bitch famous. I made that bitch famous. Okay, so first thing I just gotta say what happened on January 6, 2021, with them white folks? What the I'm trying not to cuss as much on this show, y'all, because I know my mouth is <laughs> filthy. I listened to some episodes, so I was like, girl, you cussing like you around your homegirls, even though y'all are my homegirl. <laughs> um, but anyways, there are white folks at that Capitol. Girl, I can't. I, what is like, wrong with them? I was in disbelief that this was, I was in a meeting and at work, and I'm like, are we not going to, like, are they not getting news alerts? Because I'm sure, I'm damn sure getting these, like, alerts about what's going on. See, when it happens to me, okay, so it was the day after my birthday. You know, I was on in my own little world, my own mm-hmm. little bubble. Um, and I seen it come up. 
but I didn't even like look into it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't read into it too much. And then I saw you post. I saw you posting about it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this shit is serious." <laughs> and then um, I looked into it, and I was just like, "What?" It was almost like you know how like you first hear about another black man getting killed, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like block it off for a little bit until you're ready to actually read up yeah. on it. That's how I was, cause I knew it was some bullshit. Yeah, like I knew it was. I just knew it was like when I first heard it. I thought it was like. Not fake, but like, oh, okay, like they just protesting out there. But when I saw those videos and just clips of them barging in, like being inside the Capitol, like being like rowdy and like really, really like rioting, I was like, what the like, hell? Like, I mean, they were shitting in in the building. Yes, like um, <clears throat> just how? broke windows. Um, a police officer died because they, like, knocked him out. You know, two other police officers from that time where, who was there um, actually committed suicide. Really? Died by suicide. Sorry, not committed. I slip up, too. But they died by suicide. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <sighs> it, it was just, I, I, like, the fact that, like, they were there and present and did not get... At the very least, arrested. But we know, we all know, if if it was black folks out there, the majority, because there were some black folks, but if it was a majority black mob out there and there was any type of sign of Black Lives Matter or anything of that sort, there would have been people killed, people arrested on site. Oh like, it, it would have been, been all been, types of stuff. Somebody said it would have been, what day was it? Was it Wednesday? Yeah, it would have been called. It would if it was black people. It would have been called Red Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, it was like the um, Capitol massacre. It yeah. probably would have been a massacre but for real. This is a federal building. Like we worry about, you know, the government has this um, like kind of seed planted with Americans about how, like, we just have to be on the lookout for terrorists and you know, there's so many terroristic the threats. On it being here, but yes, and then how is a federal building like this that is doing a, a count of the votes to make sure you know they were finalizing a, um, Biden's presidency? How is a building like that not prepared for anything at any time? No, that was a coup, one hundred percent. Like they, that was planned. Yeah, Trump had to play a party in it. Mm-hmm. Like and some of the other Republicans too. That was, yeah, it was some uh, Republican. I think he was a Senate. He was caught like opening, opening the, the door. door. Girl, you know, I talk about generational, intergenerational drama, trauma with black people all the time. But white people got to have it too because it got to be something like off in a person to want to own slaves and want to basically diminish mm-hmm. a whole race or races that's not like them. And to have, even though it's, it was a long time ago, those type of traits are passed down. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They murdered, raped people. And I feel like just like, you know, trauma can be passed down, I feel like those type of characteristics of like being able to murder someone and rape someone, those type of things yeah. are passed down as well. I feel like That's those why you have make to... Because it's trauma still. Yeah. Even though they don't, even though they are the perpetrator, it's still trauma. So I feel like it's something generationally wrong with white people. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and then that's why, you know, instead of saying like, oh, I'm not racist. Like, no, you have to actively be anti-racist because racism can be passed down into you, whether Mm -hmm. you know it or not. Like how we talked about with brain spotting, like Mm -hmm. our body naturally remembers things. So like you may naturally clutch your purse with a black person, not because something has happened to you, but because that's what you have been. Yeah, it's a learned behavior that has been passed Mm -hmm. down to be distrustful of black people. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I'm sure it's a it's a lot wrong with, with white people. And that's why you have to actually do the work to heal that regardless of whether you think you are racist or not you have to mm-hmm. go to therapy and do the work to see if there's underlying racism that you don't even know about mm-hmm. like because it, it 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 happens like those people that sit there and i mean white people looked at black people as less than human like yeah. that doesn't just go away it doesn't like you can't just all of a sudden just say okay they're on the same level Mm -hmm. as me like no even if you aren't quote-unquote racist like you probably still don't look at black people at the same hundred percent level of of a human as Mm -hmm. you do for white people yeah so until you get to that point you need you just gotta actively be anti-racist all the time like i'm working on like a training right now over racial trauma it's gonna be primarily for white people actually Mm. and one of the things that I'm working with, another the person that I'm working with, he's white. And I one of the things I want to make a point in it is that all white people are inherently racist. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that y'all are bad people or anything like that. It just means you are aware of your, the people, your ancestors and the people before you, their ways and what could have been taught to you. And you are actively trying to undo that. Right. So white people need to like realize that's not a... Um, like we're not trying to throw salt on you or yeah, make you feel not, bad, it's but it's just shame. naturally. That's yeah. just how that's how you are. Cause yeah. that's just how you're racist yeah like so, like black people we don't want to walk around as labeled as uh, traumatized or or but we victim, are but we are yeah. unfortunately so it's just like you just have to and we're working it. we're actively working to undo that yeah so yeah i feel like everything go back to um white supremacy and that even goes to um what happened <laughs> yeah. with um that game stop stock stuff girl girl that was that at first i was like this is linked to white supremacy i don't know how but it is <laughs> and it's linked to it because capitalism mm-hmm. yeah so i can't talk too much on that because i don't I, I don't know too much about stocks but what i do know is basically when the big people who be the big dogs that be investing in stuff started losing a lot of money um and the poor people started getting more money basically they was like game over yeah this is illegal and yeah so capitalism that's yeah it goes back to white supremacy too white supremacy is built on capitalism so if y'all don't know what happened basically a couple a few days ago well within this week it's been a lot of mm-hmm. talk about GameStop, amc and then another stock as well mm-hmm. and, and so basically what happened is in the world of trading and investing and again me and Devin are not experts so this is very high level overview because we are not experts in all yeah. this but basically there's you know there's different signals that you can get to know when to invest in different things mm-hmm. and um someone on reddit basically figured out that um um these companies were doing a lot of uh short sales so basically trying to you know basically making money off of this stock and like trying to save the stock or whatever um or trying to like cut their losses and so when they posted that 
that we're basically telling people like, okay, go out and buy these stocks because these are the ones that I've noticed like they doing a lot of, you know, a lot of manipulation with. Mm-hmm. So a lot like a massive amount of the public went and bought those stocks or at least tried to buy those stocks. Um, and once the big companies noticed that and they were losing money by the billions because they were being um, basically one-upped, um, they shut everything down. Like literally Robinhood is Robinhood's investing app is under fire because they were stopping people from buying a stock. And um, it, it was just like a lot of stuff. Like Robinhood is actually owned by one of the big companies. So it was like the reason that they were even involved in it was because like there's like a mutual interest. So they said, uh, no, cut these people cut the public off from being able to buy this mm-hmm. and um you know stocks is the way that white people have for years created general wealth for themselves so i mean we're in a whole pandemic and you know people are looking for ways to create general wealth a generational wealth i mean if you can make if you can buy five shares of something and then it goes mm-hmm. up in like freaking quadruples or whatever like you can really be lucky enough. Like I know somebody who made like a $20,000 investment at the beginning of, of COVID. Like he bought like $20,000 worth of some stock and it's already valued at 40,000 and still going up. So I forgot what stock it was, but I was just like, dang, like I wish I had a got in when he actually, you know, when I saw him post it, mm-hmm. but like you can really make quick money in the stock market. Now the stock market is supposed to be like a long-term game you know it's not supposed to be like a get rich quick thing yeah don't but, put your last on it if yeah you got extra then put it on yeah and like even though you making more money now you could sell and then miss out on making even more money mm-hmm. so you know that's that's the whole thing with the stock market like it's kind of you know you got to really know what you're doing but basically this person on reddit gave everybody the key to the kingdom and now these white billionaires that are losing money by the masses are just said nah we ain't doing that now it's illegal because the public has figured out how to do it mm-hmm. so a bunch of mess a bunch of white bullshit um and <laughs> per with, along with this theme of just racism we might as well get into colorism a little bit because danny lee oh wait wait let me start let me start this one off okay okay so the baby's girlfriend the pick me yeah, AKA a Danny Lee. <laughs> like, that's what I call her. She's a pick me princess. The pick me. Um, she came out with this song called Yellow Bone. And she was under fire because basically the lyrics is like, Yellow Bone is what he wants. The song is freaking trash. Like, I haven't listened to the whole thing because she's, she's not getting my Just strength. outside of her even saying that, it's just like a horrible song. Yes. And so when people called her out, she doubled down on what she said. Like, she's like, y'all so sensitive. Duh, duh, duh. And I don't know what's this thing about with light, a lot of light-skinned people not thinking colorism is Time real. out. Time out. Let's, let's back all the way up because Debbie Lee is not a black woman. She yeah, she's is not, not light-skinned. Yeah. But still, she still had the same attitude as some of these light-skinned girls when you try to point out that it's colorism. Yeah. And they be like, well, I get discriminated. We didn't say that. We didn't say that. We saying you don't get treated like us. Yeah. But she's not even a black woman. She's Dominican. On the white side. So, yeah, she's... She's a white Spanish person. She is white. Mm -hmm. Because Dominican is a... um, Is not a race. (laughs) It is a... a, um, Nationality. It's a nationality. Mm-hmm. So she is white. <laughs> yeah, she is white. 
she is not um dominican is a nationality that is just where her family is from that's uh-huh. it that's just like being american yeah so she is white and she is no forms of light skin she shouldn't be using the term light skin or yellow bone because those are in reference to black people um so and then on top of that she has this beef with the baby's baby mama mm-hmm. who is dark skin mm-hmm. so like read the room yeah like you read literally are coming for her basically saying yellow bone is what he wants like he left you for yellow bone and that is the basis of a lot Colorism. of colorism like oh my gosh like girl that's how we know you ain't black right even the light skin girls that don't think Colorism is that big of a deal. Would they're not bold enough this to say. This would have been wrong. Yeah, like, they're not know? bold enough to say some mess like that. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, she um so she doubled down on it. Of course, then she deleted her Twitter and all that other stuff, and then she came back and apologized. And the apology was like pure bullshit. It wasn't an apology. She it was, was just like, like only God can cancel me, da da da. da but I'm sorry to whoever I offended. Yeah, and Girl, hopefully, that is not an apology. and hopefully you can listen to the song and move past it. Girl, for so one, you still releasing it? Yeah, for one, no one is streaming the song because the song absolutely sucks from the clips that I have heard. Yeah. Like, I mean, her music in general sucks. Like, it let's does. just be honest. Like, just because she can dance, I don't know who told her that she could sing or make music. I mean, to each his own. You know, everyone can have she whatever. She never said with me, right? Whatever, you know, she's just been the total pick me. Even that picture that she posted of her and the baby when they was getting on a private jet. Mm-hmm. And he's walking up the stairs first and you're behind him. Why is why is your man letting you like what if something happened? What if somebody come up and snatch you? He already on the plane. Like why like oh, it's disgusting. Like she she just has always been a pick me and um yeah, she tried to say that in her quote unquote apology she? too. She said, I have a whole chocolate man. That's just like saying chocolate I have is friends. saying that a man is chocolate. Um, it's like, like yeah, it's it, it sounds like a fetish, and yeah. it's just, yeah, it's gross. But you're not, you're not, your song isn't a reference to men, mm-hmm. it's a reference to what men want, which is yellow bone, which is like you're feeding into the fetish of, him yeah, like oh, she's just so disgusting. Yeah, I can't deal with her. I can't deal with her or or her haircut or her like pick me ass videos or her girl. You choreograph did choreography for just a few things and just need to go sit down. Just be a choreographer and sit down. Like, cause this music is trash. These videos are trash. Like, I'm tired of you like being quote unquote influenced by black people, but not knowing our struggle. Because mm-hmm. if you knew, if you were so influenced by black people to in black culture to where you you want to be like us and imitate us in a lot of things, mm-hmm. that's fine. But do your research on what we also struggle with so you don't offend the very company, uh, the very culture that you're stealing from. So yeah, enough about her. Like I just, I can't even, she just, the, the pick me is like at an all time high with her and I just, I just can't. So Anyways, moving on to more bullshit. Um, T.I. and Tiny have been accused of sexual assault. This is still... Allegedly. um, allegedly. Um, This is still kind of unfolding, but we did want to make y'all aware because, like, I feel like it's not... It's kind of getting the coverage, but not really. I feel like a lot of things have um, overshadowed it. Because they're trying to be careful because of who Tip is. If If Tip, who these girls say he is behind closed doors and when he's using drugs and stuff... People are scared to step out against him, just like they were probably scared to step out, how women were scared to step out against um, R. Kelly. 
Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think people are just scared. Yeah. They, so it they started have a lot of with money and they run a lot of. They have a lot of pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It started so. with Sabrina Patterson. She came out and said that. Um, like a while ago Tip um, had held her at a gunpoint and like threatened her and apparently like she's had an ongoing type of beef with them for a while um, but they they all used to be cool like she used to be friends with Tiny mm-hmm. um, and so, who is Sabrina what does she do I don't know I think I, I don't, I'm not sure what she does but she used to be friends with Tiny that's the, the extent that I know Mm. Um. So since then, over thirty women have come forward in some form or fashion accusing Ti and Tiny of sexual assault, like basically, allegedly, um, drugging them, and um, you know, basically, you know, putting them in sexual acts that they haven't consented to. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> So it's just a lot going on with that. Of course, um, Ti and Tiny have put out a statement saying that they take these accusations very seriously, and um, you know they haven't basically, you know, trying to claim their innocence to all of this. But do you see the video Ti put out? Mm mm. Yes, Ti was like, "You gotta watch it." That nigga was like, "Um, we never sex traffic anything." Um, sexually, at least. He was like, we never done any sex trafficking. Uh, what else he say? He said, anybody that was involved with us um, were consenting adults. So basically saying, like, the threesomes and all that, all that freaky shit is true. But he's saying everybody that was who has been involved uh, were consenting adults. Um, but I don't know. I think it's some truth to all this. For what he looked he looked rough with these little dreads that he got going. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what everybody was talking about. I was like, well, I can't get past this beard. Right. Patchy beard. Yeah, it is patchy. It's disgusting. Ooh, yeah. He needs to not... He shouldn't have... He should have shaved that before that video. Yeah. Um, But, yeah... Mm, I, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on this that aren't really nice, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm just not surprised. Like, I'm, am I the only one that's not surprised by this? I just feel like, I mean, who's really trying to have a threesome with Tiny? Clearly plenty of bitches. I don't know. Who were allegedly drugged. Girl, I don't know. I think it was. I think it's kind of true. I'm not going to say um, yeah, I'm just so, not surprised by this news. Yeah, I mean, from the way that he talks, I, somebody on Twitter um, had, like, tweeted, like, whatever T.I. did, um, you know, T.I., somebody, they tweeted, said, T.I. is a villain, and somebody retweeted and said, I don't even need context to believe this. <laughs> exactly. He's a villain. You can tell. He be the word, the unnecessary big words. He's right. Just it's the wordplay. It, it he reminds it, me of, like, a He's. I feel like he got. He has a personality that's probably similar to R. Kelly's. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, just like a lot of the stuff. He's. He's very much so a womanizer. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that's why we can believe to, it to be true. Because, like, even with that whole thing with his daughter, that and, was, and I know she, she still was, is like dealing with the um, backlash from that. She gonna fuck around, and stop talking to his ass. Yeah, but like the she fact got some sense. and him like kind of double doubling down on it until like he went to the red table and was like, yeah, I mean, okay, but mm-hmm. it like and have you ever watched his podcast? I just know is 
Yeah, so I I don't watch it, but um, like it's posted on YouTube, like they have visual with it, and like he did an episode with Tiny, and I couldn't even make it through. Like somebody had sent it to me to watch, and I I could not make it through because he just shut her down, like and her opinions on so much stuff. Like he didn't even allow her to speak. So I can see him having this personality of like men are dominant, and like you got to do whatever I say. Mm Um, and how many times has he cheated on Tiny and she just stayed around? I mean, but also, allegedly, they have had an open relationship. Because yeah. allegedly, Tiny was fooling with Lil Wayne for years. Mm-hmm. Girl. And you know that thing with Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. She said that one then. But... No, I think they, were, they fooled with each other. Allegedly. I, I don't know. It just... <laughs> It just doesn't surprise me. I mean, well, it surprises me, but I also don't find it hard to believe. Yeah. Um. So, we'll keep y'all updated as more of that unfolds. But the Sabrina Patterson girl took a lie detector test. So and it was off negative. I mean, but lie detector tests are so biased. Yeah. They're not really a accurate form of testing. Right. And um, not to discredit her or anything, but you can trick yourself into believing certain things like and wholeheartedly believe it so um it, that's why lie detectors are so unreliable because if that's the case we would just use them in court cases all the time mm-hmm. um so um just a quick um thing that i saw that was interesting but in japan more people have died by suicide last month than covid and wow. yeah I found that interesting because like I think that there's like just so much going on in this world right now that we forget how it can affect people mm-hmm. and we just are like all going through the motions and like forcing ourselves to be strong mm-hmm. and like there's just a lot of stuff going on so um I wanted to share that fact just as like a reminder for us to like check on all of our friends, Mm -hmm. all of our family, um, because even though somebody says that they're being, they're okay, like Mm -hmm. they could not be okay. So, um, I mean, we all are living very different lives now. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It ain't like what it used to be. And we keep saying when COVID is over, honey, I don't know. Mm -hmm. We may have a new normal. And honestly, I can't believe I was walking around with no mask to begin with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe I let people <laughs> yeah before on me COVID yeah be in my personal space like that. I was always a big personal space person. Like when I'm mm-hmm. at the store and someone too close behind me, I'd be like, "Can you move?" I remember one time that happened at a gas station. Some guy was real close to me. I was like, "Can you scoot back?" And he was like, "No, nah, you good." What? No, I'm not actually. And then like the cash, the reg- the cashier was just like, "Can you move?" Like, she just finally just like, can you just move? Can you just respect a woman's space? I was like, thank you. And then he moved and he shut up. Mm. But anyways, that's totally off subject. And white but, people still don't know how to say excuse me, with, with or without COVID, so. Child. But what else been going on? Um. So, there has been a Seahawks player called uh, named Chad Wheeler. It's a white guy. He's been under fire because... He attacked his girlfriend for not bowing to him. He not only attacked her, but he choked her out. And then she ended up, um, like, coming to and calling 911. And then he, like, basically looked at her and was like, oh, you're still alive. 
Like he was surprised that she was still alive, and he was just like sitting what? there eating dinner or something. Um. So what? yes, and he's white and she's black. Well, from the photo, she looks like a light skinned black woman. And um, yeah. So he, this hasn't Damn gotten all these white folks. We got these. Listen, but the thing is, like when we think about um, black athletes that have like lost everything in a matter of minutes when shit like this comes mm-hmm. out, like he hasn't been under fire as as bad as other athletes. Remember who was that? That like on the elevator with his girlfriend, like he had like hit her or something. I can't remember. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Or even with Ocho Cinco. Yeah. Ocho Cinco lost everything in a matter of minutes with that head, mm-hmm. but with Evelyn. Um, and Des Bryant spoke out because, you know, um, he just was like, you know, if he sees him, you know, he's going to try, you know, like, oh, I want to come at you or whatever. But it, it's just a matter of like, why do black athletes immediately lose everything? But with these white athletes, like this story has kind of been brushed under the rug a little bit. I didn't bit. know about it. Like, I've seen it, but I've only seen, like, a few posts about it. And that's why I wanted to talk about it on here, too. Because it's just, like, not mm-hmm. only, like, there is no, um, I mean, of course, with this, we say allegedly. But there's no doubt that this happens. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't just, like, uh, oh, this might have happened. Like, mm-hmm. this has been on record, you know, she made a 911 call. Like, mm-hmm. like the 911 heard him say that, like... This isn't a what if situation. This is a this happened situation. And the fact that he's. Um, yeah, this is no allegedly. Yeah. Like the fact that he hasn't been under fire or like under real scrutiny. I don't yeah, but it's just like, what the hell? Like, I need more people to bring this up because domestic violence isn't just in um, same race communities. Like, you know, you can have domestic violence in any type of relationship. Like, um, and just because he's white and she's black doesn't mean that she doesn't she deserves mm-hmm. less justice. Especially if somebody choked like he choked her out to the point where he thought she was dead and was surprised that she was alive. So what was he gonna do? A get a murder charge or what? I guess he wasn't concerned. As a white man, I guess he wasn't white concerned. Men literally be doing shit and they just don't be concerned about the consequences at all. At all, period. That's crazy to me. Anyways, Prayers to sis. I hope she pull out and I hope she sue that man for every money, every penny he has. I hope he loses everything that he has and I hope that, you I know. hope she gets money and I hope he loses. Yeah. Um, okay, so next up is Ashanti the Verses. Ashanti and Keisha Cole. I didn't even watch it. I was over <sighs> it personally. The biggest letdown of 2021. <laughs> like I mean, it, I mean, there's been a lot of letdowns, but mm-hmm. like, damn, this was the thing that we were looking forward to, mm-hmm. and for it to be my two Libra sisters, <clears throat> and them just late as hell. They sent out Ashanti to kind of be a buffer mm-hmm. while we were waiting on Kishko. Kishko come in mad, didn't apologize, didn't just said let's get started, and just like was taking shots every couple of minutes. Wanted to take a damn intermission, like it was just a lot, and it was a huge letdown. Like both women looked beautiful, but this was a moment for the culture. Like we was all ready to be, you know, singing our hearts out. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, they were singing. We didn't ask y'all to sing every song. We just wanted y'all to play the songs, and then stop playing stuff that you think we want to hear. Like play your shit that was on the charts. Don't play that shit. 
Like Ashanti played that song with her and Tupac and Biggie. Girl. What song? I ain't never heard it. Right. Like, or none of us have ever heard that song. So this was not the time for you to play that just because Keisha Cole played her song with Tupac. I, I know. You might as well have play some new music because we had never heard that song. But yeah, it was a huge letdown. I think I tapped out after the intermission. Like it was still playing in the background, but I was on a whole phone call. Girl, I didn't um, like not paying attention. I didn't watch it. I was seeing clients. <laughs> so yeah, that I was over it. I was honestly over it, and that's just what it was. Yeah, it was just Keisha Cole was like on ten. And I just didn't, her attitude brought a lot of things down with the moment. Because, like, even though we all was irritated at how late it was, mm-hmm. it was just, like, come in and be, like, gracious. Like, except, you know, apologize and thank people for waiting this long. Mm-hmm. You ain't even got to all the way explain yourself, but, like, at least acknowledge that you had us waiting. And for you to sit there and just, like, come on and have an attitude and seem like, Fine, I'll do it. You know, like, it was just disappointing. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> and even uh, Swiss Beats and them were saying, like, this waiting is just downright, like, disrespectful. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I wasn't even watching it, so I'm glad I didn't watch it. Yeah, you ain't miss much. You could have just listened to their albums, to be honest. Call it a day. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Wendy Williams has a documentary that's coming out where it should be out already. I think it came out on Lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so it's about her like life story or whatever. And a few things have come out that people have found like a little (laughs) interesting. One thing was her being uh, sexually assaulted by a singer that has already like passed. He was like kind of, well, I don't want to say one hit wonder, but it wasn't somebody that we all like know. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the family came out and gave a statement and said like they have no knowledge of this and like they basically felt like it was disrespectful for her to bring it up considering that he's passed and he can't give his side of the story or, or whatever and I'm just like I mean like I get what they're saying because like it would be hurtful for you know a family member that has passed to to be like I need to stop people need to stop stop trying to hush shush the victim yeah like you can't you can't take away somebody's experience Mm -hmm. though like you know because whether he was alive and you know said it wasn't true that doesn't take away from her experience like I mean did she completely make up a story about doing drugs with him and hanging out with him exactly it's just some truth in there yeah so um so that was one of the interesting things and then also, she had a one night stand with Method Man. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was just like, why is she telling us this? <laughs> Method Man, fine. He be in that gym. Yeah, he is fine, but I'm still just like, why was this? Why did? Why was this told to us? Well, I think I think um, as much as people can't stand Willie, Wendy Williams, she has done uh, broken barriers when it comes to black women in media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. I, I don't want her to wait and get her flowers like when she passes. Like I think that people don't because she is so shady and you know unlikable as a person. Um, for her for doing her job, I think that 
she should receive her flowers now versus later because like she really has done a lot for for black women in media mm-hmm. but i just think that um you know I, I mean just like anybody's bio i mean you kind of have to tell it all I mean, like, uh, I mean, maybe, I but, like nice but that's a part of her job, you know, as a, as a radio host and now a TV talk show host, people already assume like, you know, she might've hooked up with a few people. So I think it's just natural for I it guess. to come out. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say nothing about no one night stand. Maybe somebody I was fooling with long term. One night stand? I don't remember you. <laughs> no, I'm playing. The way Devin is looking with this story, she's like, mm-mm. Like, why does she even... I just don't feel like we need to know that. But, yeah, what else is going on? Um, Kelly Rowland gave birth to yeah. another son. She's been so cute in her pregnancy, working out and stuff. She so. has. And I think that's pretty much all for the media segment. I mean, we it wasn't no way we was going to cover everything that took place over Yeah, it's too much. I'm super so. happy that we don't have to talk about... Trump anymore like it's refreshing yes, to it's not like, hear he, he gonna find his way to get in the media Ooh, it, but it but for now it's refreshing to not yeah. hear about him every single damn day but we do have to discuss black excellence mm-hmm. and the woman who has like dedicated her whole life to being black excellence and um, that is Cicely Tyson she passed at the age of 96. She had just put out her um, autobiography, um, a, a book about her life, like literally two days before her passing. Mm-hmm. That was perfect timing. Yes. And it's like on back knew. order everywhere. Yeah, I feel like she knew. Yeah. I mean, at 96, like, you know, any moment, you know. I mean, shoot, I think past 90. No, I think she specifically knew she was probably about to pass. So. Yeah. That's what I really think. It's crazy. She actually did like, um, so, you know, she was, you know, about to start like a book tour and Mm -hmm. she actually hosted an event that same day that she passed. So like she was, she did like an interview and then, um, I think they said like whoever had tickets and couldn't make it, like it would be recorded. Um, a recording will be sent out to them for it, but it's like literally her last like moments. Um, so yeah, just like appreciating her work and like yeah like she lived a full life and um she just really did exactly what she was here Mm -hmm. to do and um i I read somewhere that she was like the first african-american actress to wear her natural hair on uh Mm. on tv and i was just like that is crazy like Mm. she really broke barriers and i love that she still stay relevant Mm -hmm. and we have to thank um like tyler perry for that to be honest because like he's really been putting her in movies and Mm -hmm. shows and all types of stuff and really yeah and really um Mm -hmm. showing her the appreciation because you know i think after a certain age it's kind of like you age out of acting Mm -hmm. and the fact that they found a spot for her yeah the fact that they always found a spot my favorite um was her being uh annalise keaton's mother that was my favorite too she played the hell out that role Mm -hmm. it was um it was black excellence for sure so yeah um recipes to her yes glad she got her wings and um yeah just you know thank thankful for what she has mm-hmm. given the world in her time here yeah okay well, let's get into the main segment 
Okay, so today we're going to be talking about attachment theory. Ooh. Yes, people love talking about attachment theory. Um, have you went over that yet? Have y'all gone over attachment theory? Um, no. Okay. Well, in like a way, you know, it's kind of like still general overviews and stuff, but we haven't dived deep into yeah. it. Okay. But, okay, well, you're going to get a little... You 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 gonna be ahead of the game, friend. Right, which we're referencing that I'm in grad school, y'all. If y'all, um, yeah, yeah, I'm in my second semester, and child, this one is way different than the first one. Yeah, first one is easy. <laughs> so yeah, um, basically, detachment theory theory is just basically like a psychological theory concerning relationships between humans, um, and it put a lot of emphasis on like, um. The attachment you develop with your parents or your primary caretaker. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically believed... Well, okay, so let me tell you who basically came up with it. It's this guy, this old white guy, this old wrinkly white guy. And you can probably (laughs) guess he was probably racist, y'all. But (laughs) all the fathers in psychology are probably racist. But anyways... Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Girl, I feel like this is a fact, okay? Um... And John Boblo, Boblo, Bobbly, I think it's Bobbly. 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 Yeah. John Bobbly. Whatever. Um, he was basically a psychoanalyst like Freud. So basically Freud put a lot of emphasis on childhood too. So he had like a similar theory as Freud. And Freud is coined the father, father of psychology. Um, and basically Bobbly believed that mental health and behavioral problems is basically developed in early childhood, which goes back to the attachments that you develop with your parents or your caretakers. Um, so basically, he did a study um, that indicated that attachments were most likely to form with those who responded accurately to the baby signals. Um, so yeah, that's basically where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did an experiment. I'm trying to, cause it's like three people that basically attributed to the attachment theory is John Boblo, Harry Harlow, and Mary Answorth, and they all did um, different experiences, experiments. And um, Boblo did the experiment where basically he did like a long two study where he picked out like I think like 60 babies, um, and then he checked in on them in monthly intervals for the first 18 months of their life, just kind of observed the attachment that they developed with their parents and um, all that, and basically just supported that you know. When a parent is more attentive to a child's needs, the baby is more likely to form a secure attachment. And then when they're not, they're more likely to form an insecure attachment. Mm-hmm. Then there's Harry Harlow, and he did the experiment, the monkey experiment. He did it with the monkeys. So basically what he did was he took a set of monkeys um, from their primary caretaker, from their birth parent... And basically, he created, like, fake monkeys that were either made out of cloth. And I think another one was, like, out some t- made out of some type of wire. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the fake monkeys would give them food and water and others wouldn't. And he would just kind of, like, 
looking at the um, attachments compared to like you know who got the food and water from the from the fake monkey compared to the ones who didn't and all that, which basically kind of just like supported Barlow's um, Bolo's. Whatever that man name is, let's John. call him John, okay? <laughs> By his first name, it's okay. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but basically supported John's attachment theory. So, that's basically what he did. Um, and then the last one, Mary Answorth. Shout out to her. She's one of the first psychologists that were women. That was a woman. Um, she did the strange situation experience, experiment. And I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard about it. So it's basically like she had people, parents come in with their children and let them like play in the environment and then they let them leave, made the parent leave. And then they basically watched how the child responded to them leaving. Mm -hmm. And then they created different attachment styles based on that. Um, so yeah, they all, these are like the people that really, um, attributed to attachment theory. Um, and they basically said kids tend to develop four different attachment styles. It's either secure attachment, avoidant attachment, ambivalent attachment, or disorganized attachment. So, when it comes to secure attachment, it's like everything that you think it is. So, that means like the parent was direct, sensitive, consistent, supportive, and the child developed that internal belief that, you know, my parents going to come through for me. Like, mm -hmm. I can depend on them, all that. So the child, basically, they feel safe and confident enough to explore their surroundings. They have, um, they have faith in their own abilities. They learn how to be resilient, and they learn how to be independent. So that's basically the attachment style that we all should strive to have with our children when we do have them. Or like the attachment style that everybody just basically needs. Um, and so then we have the avoidant attachment. So that's where the mother is usually like distant and active, kind of like dismissive of the child, very critical and um, like irritable and eager to punish the child. So in those situations, the child often feels rejected and they suffer from emotional isolation and they feel stressed and scared. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's when usually the mother subconsciously feels that she does not provide enough for her child's needs. So it's kind of like taken out onto the child and like it even makes it even worse than like just trying to fix the mm -hmm. fact that they could just provide for the child's needs. Yeah. So you think of this type of child, you think of this type of child that basically kind of just, um, let me give you an example. So let's say that the coin grew up with his parents and his parents was like very strict and very hard on them um hard on him but just not really emotionally available really concerned about his grades and stuff like that um and then in in response to that he's he's been taught basically like if he shows his emotions that he can probably possibly get in trouble for that and stuff like that mm -hmm. so he naturally developed like avoiding tendencies of just like um, not showing his real emotions and just being distant and all that. So that's basically a avoidant attachment. Mm -hmm. Then there's ambivalent attachment. So this is when the parents are inconsistent, often indifferent, and often sensitive. 
Um, so when a child has an ambivalent attachment, um, they tend to feel more stressed and more insecure. They may come off as angry. They may experience emotional abandonment. They can't control their impulsivity. And they are unsociable and could be aggressive. Um, so this is just basically like, okay, little, little Jessica <laughs> with her parents. Her parents are super clingy with her, um, but sometimes they're super clingy, sometimes they're not. Um, but then they're also kind of just like, you can do what you want. But then, like, she may get in trouble for one thing one day, and then, like, another day she may do the same thing, and then she don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So, basically, she comes, like, um, kind of like a anxious attachment. Like, you know, um, not really sure what to come up next and all that. Yeah. Um, and then you have disorganized attachment. So that's where the mother uh, exaggerates. She's like unpredictable. She inspires fear. Mm -hmm. um, these parents are usually like drug addicts or they suffer, suffer from sort, some sort of mental disorder that affects the child. Mm -hmm. um, and then the child becomes very scared and sad. Um, they approach strangers trying to find safety. They have low self-esteem. They're angry and they're very passive. Um, so this is usually from the mother like being very confused and cannot draw up a strategy to cover her, mm -hmm. her child's needs, which is usually, you know, drug addicts and people yeah. with severe mental disorders. Yeah. These are the kids that you probably, you can probably relate to this or you may know someone like this that basically... Um, they were adults at very young ages. Like, they mm -hmm. know how to take care of themselves. Um, and they and it's just like, you're always just like, why are you doing Like, you know, have you ever had a friend that just do some adult thing? They did some adult things, like, in middle school. And you're just like, why are you paying the bills? Like, why would your mm -hmm. mama do that? Like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, as we all know, these attachment styles eventually come up in adulthood. And... Um, they're basically in four different types of styles. So, of course, secure, dismissive avoidant, which is avoidant attachment in children, anxious preoccupied, which is the ambivalent attachment in children, and then fearful avoidant, which is the disorganized attachment in children. Um, so, basically, what we really, what people really underestimate is like the relate type of relationship you have with your parents is literally sets the foundation for every relationship you have in your life, including friendships, but in particularly relationships, like that's really where that attachment comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you think about attachment styles as adults, of course we all want secure attachments because people with secure attachments tend to have like a positive self view, positive view of others, interdependent. So not too independent, but they're also able to depend on their partner. They're comfortable with the emotional intimacy, comfortable with closeness, have healthy relationship bonds, secure, um, a trusting with people, know how to build relationships. Um, and just know, like, just, they're just able to create supports around them that they can depend on. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that's really what we all need to aim for. But that's easier said than done, child, because, ooh, because we all have our traumas, unfortunately, that kind of affects our attachment styles in a romantic interest. Yeah. 
Um, so then you have like uh, anxious attachment, which is um, like the avoidant attachment. So that is, um, or I'm sorry, anxious attachment, which um, would be like negative view of self. They have a positive view of others. Um, they're dependent. They have a fear of losing the relationship, mm. emotional highs and lows, um, can be aggressive, clingy when, um, separated and mm-hmm. like, they just have this mindset that like, oh, this person is going to let me down or they're going to leave me at some point. Yes. And when you think of anxious atta- attachment, this is the friend that may be like, they may meet a guy, they go on a couple of dates and they like, this is my husband. And sometimes that'd be true with some of them. You know, some people say that and they really be right. But if you have this friend that do it with every guy, yeah, she kind of anxiously attached. Um, or like people that cling on to relationships that's not really there, like, or really haven't formed yet. You know, just that's really anxious attachment. I feel triggered. <laughs> I kind of feel triggered too. I'm a well. We'll get into which ones we are, right? Um, in a second. Um, the next one is avoiding attachment style, and these are the ones. This is like this attachment style is common with men, um, and then anxious attachments is more common with women. Avoiding attachment style. They tend to have a positive view of themselves, negative view of others. They're independent, self reliant. Difficult to get close with others, puts up walls, leaves, or avoids their conflict, and just like just super independent, like just super detached. Um, these are the people that y- you may have dated them, and you're just like, Do they really like me? Like, like, like right. you know, just real nonchalant. Um, and like I said, a lot of men are like that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, and then we have um, fearful attachment, which is. A negative view of self and negative view of others um, seeks closeness and avoids closeness at the same time. Um, Disorganized, fearful of making connections, could be self-harming or abusive. Um, And they kind of have this idea that there's something wrong with them or like no one can love them. Yeah. And I know these sound, all these examples sound very dramatic it is a spectrum. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a scale of where you fall on it. it. You may have, like, secure attachment style with, like, your friends, but then may have, like, more of an anxious attachment style in relationships. Mm-hmm. Or you may not be, like, super anxious attachment, but you may be on that side of the spectrum a little bit. And fearful attachment is just basically a combination of anxious and avoided attachment. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, um, yeah, we took the test. It's a test, y'all. <laughs> we took the test to see our attachment styles. And we can skip this part. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to let y'all know mine. Mine is fearful. Like, I'm a combination of both. But I'm not as bad as I used to be. <laughs> Therapy has really helped me. Like, I still have my moments where I just be, you know, I have some of these characteristics. Mm-hmm. But therapy has really helped me a lot as far as just, like, attachment. And you can probably attest to just, you know, us being friends over the past year and you seeing me dating. You probably noticed the change in how I Girl. used to be to how I, how I am now. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing, like, um, EMDR and brain spotting to kind of help me with my attachment style when it comes to relationships. Because I just don't be having no hope in these niggas sometimes. I just be like, you about to fuck up, but let me just go do what I'm about to do yeah. if I need to. Period. <laughs> um, 
so I took the test as well. I didn't know we got the same thing. So I have fearful attachment as well, mm-hmm. which like you said, is a combination of anxious and avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I, like we, when you were saying, like, this is the girl that be like, oh, this is my husband. That is my ass. Like, and you know that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, girl. I'll but I'll do like, it. I've done it, too. But, you know. But not in every situation. It, it ain't like, I like I know when a nigga just not it. Mm-hmm. But I do, like, when things are going well, I'm like, okay, this is the one. Like, okay, we can, we can make this work. But I also, mm-hmm. when when something doesn't go right for me. I'm also like, I don't need him. Like, I'm, I'm quick to leave as well. So, like, I may stay a little bit longer. But when I made that decision to leave, like, I'm I'm done. And I might leave a good, healthy situation just off of something small. Because I just have, like, this flight or uh, fight type of reaction. And mm-hmm. it's, all, it's usually flight. Because of my childhood and my upbringing. Which wasn't the best... Um, you know, childhood, which brought in the fearful attachment, like mm-hmm. being a, unable to express emotions, not getting, um, you know, having to basically make myself small or like grow mm-hmm. up quick, um, being the oldest child. So, yeah, like shoot, even today, I'm just like, okay, so I guess we done. Like, <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it, it's a lot to process. And that's why it's important to go to therapy because, like, even if you meet the person who really is your husband and, you you know, you may not know it in that moment, but, like, you don't want to push someone away mm-hmm. because of what you've experienced that has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm processing with my therapist as well because it's just, like, I know that I'm not, I'm the problem in relationships, but, like, I know that a lot of things that happen in relationship is because of my response to something or lack of response. Yeah. Like me not being able to let things go mm-hmm. or um, just me not knowing what healthy interaction in a relationship looks like because I didn't see that as an example as a child. Mm-hmm. So it's important to like process those things and heal from them because if you it really is. want to like, like I hope to one day give my child a secure attachment. Yeah, but I, I can't. So but I can't do that if I myself don't put confidence in myself mm-hmm. and be able to heal from what I've been through. Because mm-hmm. if not, I'll just be passing on those same traumas, even exactly. though my child didn't go through the same childhood. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always have to say, as far as my childhood, my childhood was good. Like you know what I mean. I feel like instead of like. I feel like my mom was very present, very aware of my needs and all that. But I don't think I really developed, like, an attachment as, like, as strong with my dad. Mm-hmm. I think I developed it with my grandma. Mm-hmm. So, I think my two attachments is with my granny and my mama. Mm-hmm. So, but even that, but just having, like, that inconsistent... I had a, I have a stepfather, and he was he's been in my life since I was six. But, you know, biologically... Just not having, like, my dad around, like, consistently. Um, And then some other male figures in my life that wasn't really consistent either. That kind of has shaped my view on men. And, yeah, that's what me and my therapist are working on right now. Like, she's helping me, like, kind of reprocess my my thoughts and my theories around men because... Yeah, and keep in mind that it's not who you spent the most time with. Yeah. It's really, like when your needs were present like when you needed a hug when you needed like who Who was was around in that moment that either Mm -hmm. gave it to you or didn't give it to you 
So, it, you know, you could have been raised by a great parent your whole life. But when your knees came around, maybe you were then at your dad's house that weekend. Yeah. Or, you know, like, so it was just like, you know, it's just an it's ongoing interesting. thing. It's yeah. very interesting. So, yeah, that's pretty much all we have on attachments today. Um, yeah, so take that quiz. And mm-hmm. if you, we'll link it. If you are secure attached, congratulations. You're one step ahead of all of us. But mm-hmm. <laughs> if you are anything other than that, make sure you get that healing that you need through therapy. Mm-hmm. And you may not be all the way on the spectrum of just like like fully one way or the other. But in in a way, you still have to have some type of healing from it because you just don't want to push someone away. Yeah. Or put that off on your child or anything. So... For sure. Okay, well, let's get into asking for a friend. Okay, so for asking for a friend, y'all, we're going to go into... Um, you know, this is the segment where we basically talk about like controversial topics on um, social media that's popped up. And over the break, it was um, this one Twitter thread this girl posted about living in Bali. Um, and <laughs> it was a mess. So basically, her name is Christian. Um, and she started out um, basically saying she moving out of America has been a game changer for her. She originally moved to um, Bali. I want to say on a visa or I don't know. I get all that technical she, she stuff. She went there on a trip, basically. She went there on a trip and she for it was supposed to be like six months and then like the coronavirus hit, so they ended up staying. And she was still working there. Um, she started. She was like she was struggling in L.A. But when she went to Bali, she was able to live a more a better lifestyle with, for less money. She was still able to make money through like she built her graphic design business, which is illegal when you're going when you're traveling abroad, abroad and staying abroad. You are not supposed to make money while you're there, and she illegally stayed there. So she illegally stayed there past her time. Um, and she basically was talking about how great it was and how much it benefited her, which is great. But at the end, she also connected an ebook and um, consultations to teach other people how to move. Um, and then that started going viral. And then some people from Bali came across and they was like, hold on, are you paying taxes? Because if you're not paying taxes, right. get the fuck out. And she was like, no, why would I pay taxes here if I'm paying taxes in America? And that's not how it works. You're already illegally staying here, and then you're not paying taxes, and then you still make making money yeah. on top of that. So there's a difference between mm-hmm. vacationing somewhere versus, like, when you stay a certain time, you have mm-hmm. to get, like, a visa mm-hmm. to be able to live there. like And pay taxes. Yeah, and, um, you know, there's the difference between all that and citizenship. Because after a while, you, like, either have to become a citizen or you have to go back. Yeah. So, that's what the visa is for. Like, the intermediate intermediate mm-hmm. time between vacationing and becoming a, a yeah. citizen. So, she was linking how to, like, get a visa and how to, like, stay. And that's the part that's, like... Yeah, she was literally teaching people how to do it illegally. Which is interesting because um, white influencers who are travelers... 
they talk about this on like their YouTube all the time, but people really don't get this type of backlash. So for um, context, the Christian is a black woman. Christian. Christian, Christian Gray. <laughs> Christian, Christian girl, same thing. Um, she's a black woman. Um, and she's also part of the LGBTQ community because mm, she moved there with, there with her, her partner. partner. Yeah, yeah, she she moved there with her partner. Um, so yeah, that they so they're claiming they got this back type of backlash because one, she's black, and two, she's part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And they were having like all these debates on Clubhouse about it. Like she was on there debating with people, all that. Um, and they were like basically debating against like. Um, the Indonesian people, women mm-hmm. that stay there, and they were, and you know, it was like black women against Asian women, and yeah. that was basically saying like y'all wouldn't do this, y'all wouldn't be this hard on her if she was a white woman, and all that. Yeah. Um, and then the story is so big. Basically, they suspend her t- her Twitter because she started getting death threats and all that. Like she was getting so much traffic, but then also. The government there caught on to it, caught wind mm-hmm. of the story because it was um, in the news and all that. And they found her and basically they deported her. Before they deported her, they she's in jail. I'm not sure if she's made it yet, allegedly. I'm not sure if she's, she made it back to the United States yet, but she was in Bali jail and yeah, she was, was... going to get deported. And I understand her getting deported, but like, did she really have to go to jail? Well, I mean, like, she's doing illegal activity. Not to say, and, and so I can't speak to say if mm-hmm. she would get the same treatment if she was white because I don't know a, a white situation with Bali. And on top of that, um, uh, Bali and, like, Indonesia, their LGBT community is still fighting for, like, their rights. Yeah. Like, they still have their own battle there. So for her to promote it as, like, an LGBT friendly, friendly, bitch, you want. Cause they don't really fuck with you. So like you that. Po- promoted it as friendly uh, for LGBT community. You're promoting it as friendly for Black people. Mm-hmm. You're promoting it as like money saving and like you know you get to make your money in the U.S. and you don't have to worry about paying nothing there. Like you're basically encouraging people to do illegal stuff, and then you're trying to sell an ebook to people on how to do it. So um, it just was like I get that you know we have a race car you you know in play with this type of situation because we don't know if white people would be treated the same way however it was just a lot of red flags with this girl like um bringing all that up and trying to promote it as like the way to go about things because like a lot of people have been especially with the whole trump administration a lot of people were talking about moving abroad and stuff like that and you can do it but there's certain steps that you have to take and there's always a risk that you can get denied for a visa you can get denied Mm -hmm. for citizenship like there are just like how people try to come to america and be living here on a visa for like years they be on visas for like 10 years before they officially Mm -hmm. become a citizen and um and then like even the trump administration had like put um stricter restrictions on it and like we're denying people for certain things and it, it's just it's just tricky it's a lot to that goes into it and you can't there's not a you way you can't go just go it. to another country and stay there granted i do think her being black part of the lgbtq plus community i think that was the played bigger a part. thing i think both i think both things played a part honestly I think her being uh, trying to promote as LGBT friendly, I think that was a huge thing. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's like 
coming to America and not make not paying American taxes, but saying like, oh yeah, it's it's black friendly over here. Like, and we done been through all the shit that we've been through. Like, yeah, girl, I'm gonna get your ass reported. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get your ass kicked out because you, 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 and then you encourage people to come over in the middle of a panorama. Yeah, it was just a lot of things wrong that she did in here. In the middle of a panini, but <laughs> it was, she did a lot of things wrong here. But at the same time, I do think those other factors play. Um, come into play and I think that was just the bigger conversation here is it because she's black I think everything played a part honestly yeah so it's just didn't move about it to like it, she wasn't that smart about it honestly girl why are you gonna try to sell an ebook to teach other people to do this illegally like it was just a mess but prayers out to her I hope she's safe I still don't think she needs to go to jail I understand it was illegal they could have just deported her and went about their business you know what I mean but I feel like a, a white woman would have got that type of um, consider consideration. Yeah, I I don't know. I just really feel like um, you know there are a lot of com- there are a lot of countries that are very very strong on their opinions on LGBTQ mm-hmm. community and including America. Like you know we are still you know LGBT community here in America is still fighting for their full rights because mm-hmm. um, not every state has you know approved marriages for same sex. So a lot of these company uh, countries are just very very strict on this, and so that's why I was saying I think that that may have been the bigger thing because yes, other countries are racist, but a lot of countries because of their religion and their background are super like the the whole LGBT community is like a huge pain point for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like we you we don't want you out here promoting our country is that because no, that's not what we stand for. But then they got citizens in there that's still trying to fight for their rights. Yeah. So like I that's why I said I think I that might be bigger. In Bali, um like um I think it's like being gay or homosexual isn't a crime but however if somebody com- does a hate crime against somebody due to their sexuality they won't get charged for it like you know it's no laws mm-hmm. around that it's so. like they they don't they tolerate it but they don't respect it yeah so yeah prayers to sis because i don't know like that's just horrible um i hate that for her but we gotta be smarter in how we move. Yeah, and like she would have been just fine if she would just sat there and ate her food. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what I feel about it. I mean, like definitely, I don't wish ill on her, and mm-hmm. I hope that she comes back to America and can be able to live a sustainable life since she saved so much money all this time. But I also feel like you know you can't go out here being loud and proud about doing things the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like, and whether you knew it or not. You know, I just felt like you could have just did that and like lived your life. Yeah, like, you should just sat there and ate your food. Yeah, because like why? Would yeah, you... and that's what a lot of people were saying. It was like you should have just been quiet, sis. Yeah, like you got yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing if like somebody set you up or something like that, then I'll be on this side. But mm-hmm. it's like you came out on Twitter and just decided that you wanted to go viral sharing this information and sell an ebook. Mm-hmm. So look what happened. This is the backlash of trying to make a quick book. Yeah, I agree. Now you gotta look. So, um, yeah, but you know, prayers to her and her uh, spouse um, or her partner. Hopefully, they they get back safely and you know no harm is done to them. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Uh, we have a lot of guests in store um, this season. 
Um, we have some things in store for y'all this year. Y'all will notice mm -hmm. some changes. And we're just thankful for y'all being along on this ride because we've noticed, we've had lists, we, had, we got listeners in Africa, Ghana, Kenya, India, Barbados. We reached over 20K thousand um, downloads yeah, yeah. and listens, which we've only dropped probably like 10 episodes. No, or 20. Between 10 and 20. We, we've dropped 20 episodes, so this would be like 21 because it's been 10 episodes mm -hmm. a season. But so it's basically averaging about like a thousand. That's pretty good for a new um, podcast. Yes. That's We're amazing. like, when we go into season four, it's going to be a year of us doing this. That's just crazy. Yeah, it is. It's so yes. So tell your friends to listen to us. Please subscribe and um, leave us good ratings. Leave us a review, please, 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 on Apple. Um, also follow us on Instagram. We're gonna start having more conversations and like guided med free guided meditations. We're gonna host um, on there. Um, follow us on Instagram, so it's selfcare.gang. Follow us on Twitter, interact with us on there. It's selfcaregangpod. Um, what else are we on? And then eventually we're gonna be on Clubhouse soon. We'll give you we'll give y'all more information about that soon. Yes. Um, but we're gonna have our own room. We're already on there. So follow selfcare gang, selfcare.gang on Instagram, and we'll keep y'all updated that way. But other than that, follow us. I'm sent from Devin on all platforms. And um, it's Desi Cakes on all platforms. And, um, yeah, just thank y'all for rocking with us and supporting us. And this is just the beginning. So, y'all buckle up and get ready. Okay, y'all. See y'all next episode. Bye. Peace.